What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Blockhouse Exploring the Blockchain. Before we jump into today's episode, quick message from our sponsors, BNFT and Nitro Betting. BNFT is a groundbreaking platform that combines the unstoppable force of blockchain technology and the limitless potential of artificial intelligence AI to revolutionize personalized learning and earning experiences. BNFT leverages AI to create immersive educational environments for collaboration and utilizes DeFi to transcend traditional e-learning experiences. You can also earn exclusive certificates and showcase your achievements with unique NFTs. You can learn more about this by going to bnft.solutions and their social media channels. Also, check out Nitro Betting. They are a top Bitcoin and crypto betting site that allows you to place bets in casino games, sports books, racing, gaming, you name it. It's it's your money at the end of the day. You should be able to have fun with it too outside of traditional investing. So check out all the action at nitrobetting.eu. All links are in the description down below for the episode. Enjoy, guys. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Blockhash Exploring the Blockchain, episode 351. Today, I have Tom Terman here to talk about IQ Protocol and what they're building here in the Web3 space with NFTs, with gaming, and the solutions and tools they're putting together. Tom, welcome to the show, man. Super excited to have you here talking about IQ. How are you doing today? Hi, Brandon. Doing well, and uh, thank you very much for having me. Thank you for taking the time. Really do appreciate it. Um, before we kind of jump in and get into the gist of things, we'd love to learn more about yourself. If you don't mind sharing a little bit with the audience about, um, your background, how you got into, uh, this space, what did you do prior? Uh, tell us a bit more about you. Absolutely. Um, I, I was born and raised in Estonia. So, uh, North, Northern Eastern Europe. And, um, I, I actually have a law degree, although I've never practiced law. Um, my background is in traditional finance, like banking and fintech. Um, but I, I discovered crypto in, uh, 2017 when, uh, there was a raging bull market and everyone was talking about the Bitcoin price and, and XRP. And, uh, it, it caught my attention because, uh, if, if so many people were involved in that and so many were talking about that, there has to be something, uh, beyond just these, uh, these growing prices. And, uh, right. that kind of piqued my interest. I, um, I went researching what is a blockchain and, and why is it needed? Um, and, um, I got, I, I got drawn in pretty fast. I, it was a long bet back then because all the projects, uh, all the startups, uh, they only had white papers and promises and, and no no real adoption beyond speculation. But I, I figured this could be my chance to be early to um, a disruptive technology that will change a, a lot of industries and uh, a lot of how we do things. And uh, now it's, uh, I, I guess, more more common knowledge than it was back then, but yeah, um, yeah I, I I made a bet because um, what what blockchain is uh, immutable, transparent, you know, permissionless. It kind of goes um, with the, with the ethos I, I believe in, and uh, 
I kept researching the space and I, I figured uh, I want to do something there. So in about a year later, in 2018, I, I co-founded my first blockchain startup, which is called Parsic, uh, I'm, I'm, which has grown quite a lot. I'm, uh, I'm not a T- CEO of Parsic anymore, but uh, I'm, still, I'm still involved. And um, my day-to-day um, activity goes to getting IQ protocol off the ground. Very nice. If you could tribute one thing that you know brought you into this industry would you say that maybe it was nfts would you say it's crypto was it another aspect of web3 or a concept or a use case was there like something in particular that made uh the light bulb in your head go off and say ah this is an industry i i really want to be in could can you nail it down to one thing it's probably a very very boring simple thing so just being able to instantly transact uh, with anyone across the globe, uh, like full financial inclusion that no one can 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 mm-hmm. stop. I mean, this is what um, what really what really got me into the space. That, that, well, that's a good reason to, to be in, and that's a basis of most of the industry too. Um, so, tell me about IQ. What what are you guys building out exactly? What are you guys trying to accomplish with IQ Protocol? Yeah, so we've seen a lot of uh, trends and new technologies um, in in the blockchain space. Um, when I was working actively on Parsec, um, we, we were building a data solution um, uh, which was applied to DeFi when it became extremely popular in 2020. But what what really um, got me bullish was NFTs, and um, people mostly liken NFTs to uh, art or digital collectibles or profile pictures. And, and that's why a lot of them are saying that NFTs are, are dead. It was a two, two tulip mania. It's, it's over. But NFTs are just a technology. It's not one thing. And, and that technology can be used for so much. So I myself, I'm very bullish on the various applications and use cases of, of NFTs. And we've seen one of them, like um, NFTs as in-game assets take off to a certain extent, although I believe the main innovation is still still ahead of us. We have seen things like digital identities. Um, th- there are so many use cases beyond art or, or PFPs um, because NFT is pretty much uh, a unique asset which can represent anything from your Netflix subscription to, to a ticket, uh, to a hotel booking, to real world assets like real estate or, or cars. It's, uh, the use cases are, are immense. So um, NFTs, um, I, I'm, really, I'm really excited like what, uh, what the future brings. Everyone is making uh, certain bets on, on where mm-hmm. um, this adoption will, will take off. But I think we're seeing uh, some some pretty good strides with, with in-game assets. And this is where the idea came for IQ Protocol. So if NFTs can be any unique digital or even physical asset, a representation of a physical asset, um, and it, create, it can create secondary markets for things that uh, didn't exist before, then uh, it would make sense that there needs to be something to disrupt this 
like like Uber did for for cars. Like if you didn't have a car, everyone now use, uses Uber, so you can mm-hmm. use someone else's car by 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 paying uh, uh, temporary for temporary usage. And the same with Airbnb, and and uh, and so on and so forth. So the same makes sense in the digital world. So NFTs can be used to play games, can be used to access digital experiences, um, gated communities, gated content, um, real world experiences. And um, what if you don't have to buy this asset, but you can borrow it temporarily mm-hmm. to access whatever use case or utility that asset provides. And uh, this is the main kind of thesis for, for IQ. That as we see in the real world, the the ownership of residential real estate is actually in the hands of the very few and the majority rent. And the same right now holds true for uh, for NFTs and in-game assets. People who buy NFTs and hold NFTs, they are usually not the players and not the users. They are investors, traders, speculators, those who want to hold them, sell at a higher price later. And, and the players are usually not the ones who, um, who own these NFTs because they might not have the capital to buy them. Uh, they might not want to lock up that capital and be exposed to the volatility and, and low liquidity of NFTs and put themselves at risk. Or they're just not interested in owning this NFT. They just want to play the game. Or, or use the DAP or, or uh, whatever else uh, it, the NFT represents. And for this purpose, it makes sense that NFT owners who bought them for investment or, or trading or speculation would be able to earn passive income yield by renting their NFTs out without uh, any risk of default, while players and users could uh, pay a fee to rent those NFTs and and experience uh, everything, all the utilities that the NFT gives, without having to buy one and without having to post any collateral. Absolutely, and I love the approach thinking about you know the utility aspect of NFTs because they've always been based around art and collectibles and have had a very superficial value. Um, but I think most people haven't really dug into and understood the utility aspect of what an NFT can do, being able to represent a physical asset, a digital asset, and where that can take us in society. And there's so many applications. Um, And I think it's fascinating applying it as well into things like the gaming industry. Um, It's almost like a match in heaven in some ways. Um, And then the idea, uh, your guys' core idea in terms of renting NFTs and tapping into those benefits on a short-term basis, I think is also very fascinating and would love to kind of dig into a little bit more. Um, you know, how does that intersection kind of work between, you know, renting NFTs, tapping into those benefits, applying it to an industry like gaming? Can you give a little bit of an inside look into what that might look like? Right. Um, <clears throat> so we've seen the rise of, of Web3 gaming and, and NFTs in gaming make perfect sense. Because no censorship, actual ownership of, of your um, assets, which you can sell, trade, monetize, and actually earn from it. So in a way, it gives uh, power to the players and, and the ability to, to earn from, from playing as well. But 
there is a, a high entry barrier here. So not only have to be a you have to be a very blockchain native person to be able to uh, connect, uh, pay gas fees, and 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 buy these NFTs to play with them. It's capital intensive in a lot of cases, um, and and it's a huge friction point too. Because at the end of the day, we want to onboard the the 100 million users to to web free gaming, to crypto via gaming, and uh, and. The current model, it just doesn't make sense because, um, as mentioned, owners of these NFTs are usually not players and and the masses, the players, they are not interested in owning. Um, they might be, but but that's uh, the overlap is not that significant. Therefore, um, the way it kind of works is is you should have easy access to to play play the game and and or or use that for whatever use case it uh, it empowers and uh, this is pretty much what we're trying to solve and you could easily with one click rent it from someone peer to peer and and play the game uh, earn from the game potentially um and and uh, don't put up any any upfront capital so so our goal is kind of to remove the entry barriers and and the friction points to um, to build an onboarding platform for, for user acquisition into Web3. What are some of those other friction points? How do you guys circumvent things like fees, for example, um, or other things people might not think of right away that you know create a bit of a barrier here? So we, um, <clears throat> while NFT rentals are at the very core of, of our product, we have built a lot of interesting infrastructure around NFT rentals to um, mm-hmm. for easier onboarding and to create like a on ramp for and the flywheel for user acquisition uh, for for the games that that integrate our protocol. And we have built things like, um, for example, revenue split, something that um, this means that you don't have to pay an upfront fee to rent an NFT. But you can rent it for free, and if you win something, in-game rewards, tournament prizes, anything, um, our smart contracts distribute the rewards between the asset owner who rented it out to you and you as the player. So you have no upfront costs to actually play the game and try earning some, some money. Secondly, we've built um, something we call gasless transactions, where the gas is prepaid by the game. Um, Mm -hmm. We are currently, the protocol is live on Polygon. The gas fees are relatively low, but still they're a friction point because you need your Matic token. You need uh, to have it, even if you rent it uh, for free using the revenue share split model. So essentially with our products, um, with the suit, you can uh, come with a completely empty wallet and rent, play a game, discover a game, and potentially earn by playing the game. And if you earn, the owner of the asset, the renter, also earns, and and the game gets uh, user acquisition. It's a win-win-win for, for all three parties, NFT owners, the players, and the games. Additionally, we uh, are working on some features that will go live very soon, things like um, <clears throat> a walletless experience where you can actually create a wallet and manage a wallet um, using uh, Gmail or Discord authorization. 
So no need to download MetaMask extensions or anything like this. And, and we will also integrate fiat to crypto uh, on-ramps where you can, if you need, you can top up with your credit card. So the, the whole idea is, is we have to remove these friction points to get people from the traditional gaming industry to start playing web free games. What's up, guys? Taking a quick break from the episode to bring you a message from our sponsor, Nitro Betting. Nitro Betting takes your desire for anonymity seriously, seriously. And they allow you to play without the need to worry about things like identity checks, personal information, etc. It's a betting site, not an investment site. So you should be able to just have fun. Do what you wish with your crypto. As a top trusted Bitcoin betting site, Nitro Betting truly has got your back. Check them out. All links are in the description below. Go to nitrobetting.eu. Now back to the episode, guys. Very cool. Do you guys have like a native token for this ecosystem as well to kind of facilitate facilitate some of these things? Uh, there is no native token right now. <clears throat> the IQ protocol is a decentralized open source permissionless protocol. And uh, it will be eventually governed by DAO and there will be a token, but uh, we believe... Uh, should um it's a very nascent industry nft renting mm -hmm. not a lot of people are doing it and we're, we are doing our best to onboard a lot of users and a lot of games and educate um the community so once we reach a certain threshold um, and a tipping point i think will be the right time to for the token to launch what kind of games uh have you integrated with that people can you know play and take advantage of this we had our launch in June with our first game, which is uh, the Red Village. And uh, the Red Village is a fantasy game. And you can participate with NFT champions. So you need a champion to enter tournaments and potentially win, um, win prizes. And the game is built by Blowfish Studios, a reputable um, award-winning game studio, which is part of, of the Animoca um, brands um, company and and uh, it's a it's a great game with a great community but the entry barrier again here was that uh, you need these nft champions to play it there is no way to play the game without the asset and and with the rentals um the, the launch was very really successful we've had around fourteen thousand rental transactions in uh, in around a month and um close to 5,000 unique active users. So the game was was um, also uh, broadcasted and, and amplified by a lot of uh, gaming guilds and, and gaming ecosystems. So it was the first web-free rental event for gaming. And um, as a result, uh, the game's daily active players have increased. And, and this is a very good uh, validation that it's... Uh, it's a win-win-win for, for all participants involved. Have you considered, is this, so is this mostly focused on the Web3 gaming industry in particular, or do you guys have future aspirations to maybe branch out into more traditional or mainstream um, gaming spheres like uh, with eSports and eGaming um, and eTournaments, or even potentially even more classic than that, you going into Sony, Nintendo, uh, Microsoft-based games, um, like how far do you guys want to take this eventually? 
uh, qu quite far. <clears throat> we believe um, in NFTs have their place, even if they're not strictly in-game assets or web-free native games. Um, we're currently working with a AAA game that will launch on console, like PlayStation and Xbox, and we'll see where that takes us. But but it, it looks uh, promising, and we are indeed in, in talks with uh, esports platforms who want to issue NFTs as uh, as battle passes, as tournament passes. So there are a lot of use cases to to be explored, both within gaming, not just web free gaming, but gaming in general, as well as outside of gaming. Some of the um, sort of proof of concepts we're doing with, with Web2 brands are NFTs as tickets, NFTs as, as memberships, loyalty cards, as, uh, as community passes, and make them all rentable. Because a, a web-free sharing economy mm -hmm. just, just makes sense and opens up uh, so many revenue streams for, for, all, for everyone. Absolutely. And I, th I think there's so many other traditional... Uh, gaming companies, studios, um, brands that are looking at NFTs and trying to kind of figure out what to do to incorporate them because they they fit really well in, into gaming, whether it's representing characters and profiles or items and map packs um, or benefits and abilities. Um, and then the ability to rent them opens up like a whole market aspect to it too. Um, and in terms of, you know, renting these NFTs, it's kind of interesting to think about because one might expect that it could actually raise the value of the NFT at its basis. Like if a lot of people are wanting to use it, like if it's getting rented a lot, uh, what would the underlying value, you know, substantially rise because it's a popular NFT? Um, I could see that, you know, being another aspect that could be popular for an investor, right? That might want to buy an NFT that people like to rent, knowing that it's going to get rented X amount of times over a year, um, the, the value of that would, you know, generally probably appreciate over that period of time. Is, is that kind of correct to say? Yeah, absolutely. Because um, <clears throat> the thesis is that uh, the next wave of successful NFTs uh, will be for those assets that have two things. Number one, utility, and number two, cash flow. And an IQ protocol facilitates both because you can earn a yield by renting them out and for, for the players to have utility, uh, to use them. And, uh, <clears throat> and if you can earn passive income on certain assets, here's where data and analytics actually become important. Because as you said, you have to know which kinds of assets will, are actually um, have the highest yield or have the highest ROI to, to purchase them. And, and that will eventually um, drive the price up and they will appreciate in value. Interesting. I've always kind of looked at NFTs because they're non-fungible. They can represent like a unique asset. Like what if it was a car, for example, or a house? You know, if you rent out a car, um, every, every mile you put on it, you know, brings the value of that car down. Um, you know, you have a house and you uh, live in that house or you rent out that house, you know, unless, you know, market conditions are favorable, it's going to devalue the house if there's wear and tear, if there's damage, if it gets old, if it um, has a molding issue or, or whatever, you know, may occur over time, you know, the odds of an asset losing value are usually pretty high. So it's interesting with NFTs being able to represent something and actually 
appreciate and valued simply because of renting it out and generating, I think, popularity. Um, and I like that aspect that you guys are approaching. So it's so much better than having like a floor price represent the value of an asset for an entire collection of NFTs. Um, you know, it's, it's much more fickle than, you know, renting it out and generating value through utility. So I like what you guys are doing with this approach. Thank you, Brandon. Yeah, for, for sure. <clears throat> um, because cash flow and, and, uh, annual, annual yield are why they, they, um, they will eventually drive it's it's a better fundamental driver of the price than than any floor price models as you said mm -hmm. what do you think the future of nfts kind of look like i mean i think we all kind of agree that nft 2.0 whatever we want to call it is going to really have a focus on utility um but if, if there was like an end game scenario where nfts you know whatever they end up becoming like do you have a vision in your mind of you know how they evolve and fit into society in the long term? Well, <clears throat> I think I think interaction with NFTs should be uh, easier for the general population. <clears throat> so user experience layers will be built to more easily interact without all of the hassle and, and problems of uh, blockchain native applications. Some, but uh, as for the exact use case, honestly, no one knows. I mean, in-game assets, obviously, um, a big uh, a big market. But beyond that, uh, I expect a lot of new things to come out. For example, <clears throat> imagine hotel bookings as NFTs, mm -hmm. which you can resell and actually speculate on. For example, you buy you buy a hotel booking for a week at high season a year in advance, and and once it's closer to that date. You know the prices will rise. You can sell it on the secondary market for a higher price. Um, imagine your, I don't know, software subscriptions, Netflix subscriptions, anything as NFTs, and and you're traveling. You don't need to use it for a month or two. You you sublease it, subrent it to someone who needs to use it. So it opens up a lot of um, secondary markets for for things that didn't exist before. A lot of liquidity and. Uh, we can only speculate on which of these use cases will become the biggest. Absolutely. And I imagine there's a lot of different directions to go as well. So it's, it's quite early, but I think it'll pan out and we'll all see in the end. But um, what, what's up next on IQ Protocol's roadmap? What are you guys you know, working on you know, the rest of 2023 going into 2024? Um, is there anything that you want highlight or that you want people to keep an eye on in terms of some of the aspects with NFT rentals and the other tools that you have at your disposal that um, people can take advantage of? Uh, what, what do you want them to keep in mind? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> we have a very extensive uh, roadmap, both, both um, from the product side and, and uh, we have new games. Uh, launching uh, on IQ Protocol with, with rentable assets uh, in August and September and pretty much every month after. Currently, they are web-free native games, but uh, we're looking to add more traditional games who are venturing to the web-free web side. And uh, we will be working with some Web2 brands to bring their NFT assets to the platform. So you can expect some interesting uh, very well-known global IP 
um, as digital collectibles or, or digital assets with utility to be rentable on Anchor Protocol. So there will be a lot of different opportunities <clears throat> for people to check our, our NFT rental marketplace and see what's what's new and how they can benefit from it. Uh, and it will not be just gaming, although that's our first focus. It's, it's the low-hanging fruit. It's something that's uh, already proven itself in the market. But uh, beyond that, we have a very extensive roadmap and we, we want to add um, <clears throat> social features there that uh, players, users, they can cross-collaborate, swap NFTs between each other, rent them out, um, participate in team tournaments or... or uh, or competitions, some um, quests uh, with rented assets um, and with, with uh, reputational scores and player profiles. So there's there's a lot coming. Where can people go to learn more about IQ if they want to uh, check out the, the marketplace, they want to use it, they want to rent some NFTs? Uh, where would you direct them? Um, you will find everything on our website, which is iq.space. And um, for the latest news, uh, you can subscribe to IQ Protocol's Twitter account. Awesome. And what about you? What if people want to find you and they want to chat you up? Are you on Twitter, LinkedIn? I am on Twitter, as is uh, probably the majority of this industry. <clears throat> um, I'm Twitter. Uh, my, you can find me from the uh, IQ Protocol page um, profile as well. And uh, yeah, my handle is at Term and Tom. So if, if anyone has any questions or, or any ideas, so always love feedback on the product, any, any new thoughts, because we work in a, such a fast-paced industry where things yeah. change and, and so much innovation is being built. So always looking forward to hearing more from, from others and the community. Yeah, it's a very rapidly changing industry. It's it's new every single day. It's kind of hard to keep up with sometimes. Um, but Tom, thank you for taking the time to come on the show, uh, really highlight what you guys are doing with IQ. And I really like the way that you guys are further bolstering, I think, the utility aspect of NFTs in the space and offering different tools like being able to rent them out. I think that's a very key thing to start integrating for people to use. So thank you for the work you do. And thank you for taking the time to come and share today. Thank you, Brandon. Um, I appreciate uh, you having me on this podcast. You're very welcome. Uh, take care and we'll talk soon. What's up, guys? Final message from our sponsor, Nitro Betting. Nitro Betting gives you so many options to bet, wager, play with a deep sports book from NFL to NBA to NHL to MLB to MMA to motorsports to poker to blackjack to esports to Rocket League, Call of Duty. There's plenty of diversity and choice, whatever your preferences you can play you can have fun with your crypto so go to nitrobetting.eu to experience everything they have to offer again everything is in the link for the description uh, of the episode down below so go check it out and i'll see you guys all on the next episode